This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. said is Jehovah that is opening doors. New doors, long-standing doors that have kept us shut in or shut out. Whichever one, the doors are opening. The doors are opening. Jehovah has said it and it is so because his word is yea and amen. Secondly, there are two persons that you would want to touch this morning of long-standing illnesses. Two persons. Two persons. So if you're in that category, please, can you walk forward? Can you walk forward if you have the need of the great physician? He is here right now. Or you know someone. I personally have someone. But then if you know someone that needs the touch from the Lord. And you will be that extension to the person. In the book of Mark chapter 5. The Lord Jesus went to the house of Jairus. Of course, we know the story on the way a lot of things happened. But one particular thing that took place was the deliverance of a woman who had 12 years of continuous bleeding. She had seen physicians. She had seen several doctors. She had spent all that she had made as money for our living spend them on sickness on treating herself but to no avail the lord jesus was going to jairus house i want you to catch this revelation though two people were called some others can also benefit so if you have sicknesses it doesn't have to be long-standing as he was going the woman touched the hem of his garment 
and she was made whole. Twelve years sickness ended that day. When he got to Jairus' house, the Bible says, Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, verse 38, and saw a tumult, chaos, confusion, and those who wept wailed loudly, noise. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Of course, they ridiculed him. It took the father and the mother when he had put the rest outside and those that were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talita Kumi. Talita Kumi. Talita Kumi. Talita Kumi. Which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. Lord, you said you wanted to heal, or you are going to heal. This morning, I pray for your children. As many of them or those of them that have people they are standing on behalf of. As I touch them, I declare a transference of your healing power that as they pick up their phones to call or even see them physically and touch them and pray, it will be so. Lord Jesus, this is one of the benefits that you gave us when you died on the cross and said it is finished. Meaning all that comes along with the law of sin and death, sicknesses and diseases. The book of Isaiah said the chastisement of our peace was upon you. And by the stripes that you took, we are made whole. So we believe that these ones are set free. Because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Talita kum, they rise up from their sick beds. Talita kum, they rise up from their crutches. Talita kum, they rise up from wherever the enemy has thought he has kept them bound. In the name of Jesus. This is the day of deliverance. This is the day of salvation. This is the day that they are set free from the bondage of diseases and sicknesses. Whether emotional or physical. Spirit of God, thank you. Thank you. We receive testimonies. We receive testimonies of doors that have been opened already that as your children walk in they receive all that you have in store for them through those doors in the name of Jesus glory be to your name Father thank you Father
in Jesus mighty name we are praying you can go God bless you cause we put our faith in Jesus is our anchor to the the realities of the kingdom. Now the kingdom life that you have called us to live, we will not short live that life. We have come again. Yes, we have come again, Father. Spirit of God, we ask that you will speak to us. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to receive your word. You have started speaking. Lord, establish your counsel in our lives. Let your will be done in this place. Let your kingdom come. We receive your word with grace and power that accompanies it. And we go and move in this power and in this grace for the glory of the Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Kings and priests, God bless you. You know, when they started that song, I was like, seems they have peeped into my notes and decided to summarize the message. So I'm sure some will feel, okay, the message has been summarized. Let's end the message. Sorry, end the service. Say the grace, huh? Mm, I know you. I can see you. Praise the Lord. All right, with a few minutes left for us in the service, because when we say few, we allow the Holy Spirit to lead. We don't control the time. But where he has asked me to stop, I will stop. Ah, Lord, thank you. Great indeed is your faithfulness. You know, when people sing that song, 
if no be God, where for thee? That's the testimony of every believer. And indeed, he knows the end from the beginning. Praise the Lord. Is the Alpha, is the Omega. In the book of Hebrews 12, verse 2, the Bible calls him the initiator and the perfecter of our faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me not uh, go too far from the objective of the day. Last week, we went into a subset of the topic, Trusted in God, and we looked at basis for trust, right? We looked at what? Basis for trust. So what are the basis for trust that we looked at? One, that God loves us. God's love. Amen? God's love, right? Number two, Jesus died, shed his blood. So the blood of Jesus, the death of Jesus and then number three, that God is with us. If I have a witness that God is with you here, can I see your hand? God is with us. God is indeed with us. Of course, this expressed, uh, this experience rather, or expression of Him being with us comes in different ways for each and every one of us and in different situations. I can never forget the day that the most dramatic of accidents for me or that could have happened to me or that happened but ended praise hallelujah hallelujah it ended in praise took place some I think almost about a year now or thereabout on the express going to Lube and the car turned on the express on high speed. Okay, not high speed. The car was about going to a stop. It went on, uh, on a U-turn, sharp U-turn, fast moving, and the car stopped. I can tell you vividly that I felt the presence of angels in that vehicle and around that vehicle because I could see cars far away, more like it created a wall. There was no car around me. And then the other cars as they were coming with trailer coming on high speed, all of them just slowed down and allowed me to drive past the front of them from one end to another into the service lane and then I parked and somebody came, some who saw the accident or intended accident parked around the service lane, parked their cars, they all dropped down, passengers who didn't know themselves, and the driver ran to the car, said, Sir, which church do you go to? I don't, I don't know what they saw, but of course it must have been like a movie to them. You know, those stunt drivers and the rest. But the Lord saved my life that day. I tasted his faithfulness once again because he was there with me. All of us have testimonies of how God has been with us in one case or the other. 
And the truth of the matter is, we couldn't have done anything by our own power in those situations. If you look back, you will wonder. Some of us will even try, we still try to crack our brain. God, how did this happen? How did you save me from this situation? It could be accusation, wrong accusation, even right accusation, but by his mercy, he proved himself faithful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We'll be going into a few more, and then that will be all for basis of trust. But like I said, the kings and priests took the word and sang it in song. And we are going to be looking at the fourth one today, the word of God. Why do we say we trust God? Why do we say we trust the Lord? Why do we say we trust Jesus? Why? The word of God. So what is it about the word of God? The word of God is Jesus himself. John 1.1 In the beginning was what? The word. And the word was with God. And the word was what? God. Now, Jesus is the word. And we also have the scriptures. The word of God. That the Holy Spirit inspired men to write. Praise the Lord. And as a result, we have promises. Remember the song that the kings and priests sang just now? That promises. I mean, can't remember the lyrics uh, uh, word for word, but it has something to talk about God's promises to us. So the Bible is full of promises. The word of God that we have in print and on our phones are soft copies of software, uh, softwares, yes. Are what? God's promises to us. And these promises and eventually the accounts of those that he has given promises to and done things for gives us assurance that he is able. Praise the Lord. That is what? Able. So what is it that has been said concerning you? Either at the uh, equipping conference this year, two years ago, or at Along the year, words have been given to us personally or uh, as, a, as a house. Of course, the general word that we have as a house is that the things that we have sought to complete this year, that was as at August, the things that we have sought to do what? Complete. It will help us to complete. We will finish. Praise the Lord. And all of us, or some of us, have begun having testimonies already. Glory to Jesus. Meaning, his word can be what? Trusted. You can take it to the bank. Yes. When I say bank, I say literally, you can take it to the bank. Remember the testimony that Reverend Akaya gave us of a man who the Lord gave a word to, that he will start a job at the bank in, I think, Zenith Bank or so. And when he told the man that God said you will have a job, go there this Monday to so-so branch. You went to the, I think, headquarters or so. The man walked into the hall and said, I have a job here. And they were like, are you for real? I mean, they were trying to find out if the man was a nutcase, case. Whether he was mentally okay. 
So they said, please, we don't have any job offer or something. There's no opening. Can you please step out? Man was like, no, no. I was told I have a job. Who told you? A pastor or a prophet. Seriously? Uh, okay, we are one of those people, Abby. Praise the Lord. And the man to the lobby, he sat down there. Oh, I think he called Reverend Akaya. I think so. I don't remember how the story said. They said there's no job. He said, stay there. Stay there. Sit down there. Sat down close by five. I have closed though. Said tomorrow, go back. Till I think Friday of that or Thursday, somebody was sacked. On Friday, this man got the job without any interview. Now, I'm, I'm sure the man will be wondering, Lord, what kind of embarrassment is this? You know, when God tells you to do some things, and you look at it and you say, it doesn't make common sense. Yeah, I know we say we should use wisdom. But then, human wisdom is not God's wisdom. God's wisdom says, go there. And you are saying, ah, they would think I'm mad. Why would, they didn't give, they didn't even advertise. They would have said, ah, it seems you people have a job offering. I want to apply. Uh-uh. You already have the job. That is what God is saying. Remember Naaman? The man who was having leprosy. And Jesus, oh sorry, no, the prophet. Well, Jesus spoke through the prophet. Because it's the word, right? Thank you. So, I wanted to say Jesus again. Okay, Jesus, through the prophet, go and dip yourself seven times. See, there are things that the Lord will ask us to do that will look, as they say, out of this world. It will look confusing. It will look demeaning humanly speaking. It will look embarrassing because we all have egos. You want to have a self-image. You have a way you project yourself to people around you, your neighbors. I'm sure the man that took that job after six days of going back and forth, closing with them, resuming 8 a.m., as though wearing tie, white shirt, and a suit, going, you know how bankers dress now, going to the banking hall, and people will be wondering, Bob's, what did they do that man? People walking there will be talking about him. What did they do that man? And they will be like, oh boy, me, I don't know. Do I say something? Don't worry. He has been coming here for like four days now. Eh, hey, four days. Say, hey, yeah. <laughs> Imagine how they would have spoken to him when he was giving the letter. I don't think you picture what I'm picturing. And the testimony of Jesus that would have happened in that place. In other words, they would like, what? Because it doesn't make sense. Your testimony will not make sense in Jesus' name. You are careful in saying the amen. I say your testimony will not make sense in Jesus' name. 
It will make sense. It will make spirits. Thank you. It will not make common woman sense. Why? Because the God that we serve, he doesn't think like we think. He doesn't plan like we plan. The Bible says his thoughts are higher, his ways are higher than our own thoughts or our own ways. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Quickly, let's open to Isaiah chapter 55. We'll be reading 8 to 11. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Media, I hope you are able to run a marathon today. Or a sprint, rather. Not a marathon. Yeah, good. My thoughts are completely different from your thoughts or from yours says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Quickly. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from heaven, from the heavens, and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, Producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry that is meeting needs. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always without fail. Praise the Lord. It always without what? Fail. Produces fruit. It will accomplish some. It will accomplish 50%. It will accomplish 99%. It will accomplish 99.99999%. It will accomplish all. It will accomplish what? All. I want it to. In other words, the purpose for which I have sent it out, it will accomplish all. And what? It will Prosper everywhere I send it. That is, the same word I sent to you in Metamorphosis Christian Center, the same word I sent to you, uh, to them in a church in, the same word I sent to them in a church in Australia, or Timbuktu, or Ethiopia, it will prosper there. Praise the Lord. God's word works. God's word never fails. This is the reason why we say we put our trust in Jesus, our anchor to the ground. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. John chapter 1. Okay, no. Let's go to Numbers 23. Numbers 23, 19. Numbers 23, 19. It says, God is not a man, so does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Some of us have a notion about how God works. 
Oh, because I've done something, that's why he's not going to do it. But he has made a way out. Just ask for forgiveness, if that is what is bothering you. Or, he doesn't like my face. Who told you? The Bible says he loves the whole world. He loves everyone. Praise the Lord. So, where is the thought coming from? Or if I have not done so much for him, so how would he do this for me? The devil has a way of coming into the movie set, so to speak, to try to change the narrative and make us feel, ah, no, 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 no. If, did he really say you cannot eat? He brings thoughts, he brings notions, opinions, and then we accept them. And when we do accept them, after brooding on them or meditating, amen, we allow them to stay, then they become fruits. Or no, they become plants. From seed to plants, and then they begin to germinate into fruits or produce fruits. And what kind of fruits would you see? We begin to doubt the word of God. Has he not spoken? Has he not said? He's not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man. That's the New King James translation. That he should repent. Has he not spoken? Has he not said? When Jesus was on the cross, I so much like this passage of scripture, John 19.30, and he said, it is finished. Meaning, forgive me, a man is standing here, a woman is standing here, and the minister is saying, dear brother, do you take this woman as your lawfully wedded wife, right? To have and to hold, in sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer. Today do you part of it? And then the man says, I do. Yes, I do. That was what Jesus said on the cross. The Bible says, he said, it is finished. And when he said it is finished, what is it that you want to call as a, an issue or a problem or a situation? That doesn't come under that umbrella of it is finished. Nothing. He has taken care of it. And the Bible said, he what? Gave up the ghost. Meaning, he died. Which is the lawful requirement for redemption. So he paid the price. But before he paid the price, he gave the reason why he is paying the price. And the finality of statements. To issues or tribulations or challenges or sicknesses or problems, whatever you want to call it, that it is finished. Ha, it is finished in Jesus' name. Because He has done it, it is so. Because He has done it, it is what? So. 
And this is not only for things that we are looking for. Material things. And please, let's know this. Material things are the least of issues that should even come to the mind of a believer. Because why? In Matthew 6.33, he said, Seek ye first the what? Kingdom of God. So our primary preoccupation should be what is the kingdom advancing towards here on earth. Remember the prayer that Jesus taught them. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. So our primary preoccupation is the will of the Father. Our primary preoccupation what is what? The will of the Father. But then, he would have to walk through this oh wretched man. But he has done the work to walk through him already when he said it is finished. So, beyond material things or sicknesses or problems or challenges, we are also looking at the crux of why he said it is finished. That I may be able to walk through these ones. Because without that, it would not be able to walk through us. The Holy Spirit would not be able to come. The Holy Spirit would not be interacting with us as he is right now. And speaking to us. And changing lives. And transforming souls. That would not happen. So when he says in Second Corinthians, sorry, Second Timothy chapter 3. Let's bring it up. Verse 16. That all scriptures are God inspired. Open it. Second Timothy. Please be fast. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Can start from 15, please. 15. Quickly, quickly. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from where? Childhood. So some of us have been taught or been born again since when we were little. Some of us know. We only became acquainted or uh, began to engage with the Word of God at a certain age, but not childhood. So, You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood and they have given you what? The wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by what? Trusting in Christ Jesus. So, salvation, the fact that you gave your life to Christ, didn't come by you just saying that prayer alone. It came by saying, or in your heart, you didn't say it uh, 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 verbally, or audibly, but in your heart and in intention and purpose, I am trusting you, Jesus, with my life. So, the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus, verse 16, then he went on to say, all scriptures, verse 16, please, all scriptures is inspired by God and is useful to what? Teach us what is true and to make us realize what is in what is wrong in our lives it straightens us out and teaches us what to do uh, to do what is right rather verse 17 quickly it is God's way of preparing us in every way fully equipped for every good thing God wants us to do in other words for every kingdom work Praise the Lord. 
So our saying we are trusting him. Jesus saying it is finished on the cross. And then he's saying these things to us. It's coming into a crescendo or a finality or a work that he has prepared us to do. Remember Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are what? God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he has what? Predestined that we walk in. That is, he has made arrangements for, Tete. He has written it down in the volume of the books concerning you. And then he went on to now say in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing. In other words, we don't put the cat before the horse. You are not saved to eat bread and butter alone. It's part of it. Hmm? But then, that is not it. In fact, it is 10%. The main thing is 90%. The work of the kingdom is what? The main thing. Remember when Jesus, uh, okay, no, it was Apostle Paul, I was speaking to the, uh, one of the churches he spoke or uh, 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 started in the New Testament. He said, let either steal, steal no more, so that he could have, he could walk, rather, let him go and walk, so that he could have to give to others. Why didn't he say he could have to give Sorry, he could have to eat himself. That one is given. He will eat. So, but he will have to give to others so that it is drummed into his ears. That is the reason why you are working. Oh? You are not working for yourself. You are working for others. If it is for yourself, you, uh, that one is taken care of. Praise the Lord. There is a different perspective that we need to come into when we say we are trusting in God. Such that everything that we are seeking him for or trusting him for, there is a benefit for the kingdom. Praise the Lord. So, our mindsets, our desires, our inclinations, our purposes and plans do not have any form of motives just to domicile everything on our own laps. But rather, to ask the Lord, Lord, what is your will? What do you want to do today? What is your purpose? Where do you want to shine light again? Concerning this matter or challenge, how do you want your lives to be expressed? Praise the Lord. We need to come into realization that our lives are not ours. That is why he said, it is finished. He has bought us with a price. Praise the Lord. He has done what? Bought us with a price. We are excited to hear, oh, somebody got a job. Somebody bought a new car. We have a new house and all of that. Yes, beautiful things, testimonies. But that is not only, in fact, that is the least of the testimonies. He, I mean, he said, I go to the Father and I have to go so that I can prepare a place for you. Yes, you will live in houses here on earth and all of that. But then there's a place that is preparing for each and every one of us. But that is, that is still subject to how you give yourself to him. How much you give yourself to him. How much you do the work of ministry. Remember, Ephesians, I think that's Ephesians 4 when he was talking about uh, 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 the, the equipping of the saints. I'm saying so many things that I didn't plan for. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Why? Because he wants us to get this. Trusting in God is for him. We don't have any other choice in this matter. 
If you want to walk with the Lord, you must want what he wants. You must allow him to walk in you what he wants. So when the word of God is correcting, can we have that um, 2 Timothy 3.16 again in the New King James, no, sorry, in the Amplified. If you have it in the Amplified. So some of us go through challenges and you're like, why, why am I going through this? Have we ever stopped to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing through this? There's a difference. There's a difference. Remember James, he said, count it all joy, brethren, when you go through diverse trials. Every scripture is God breathed, given by his inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error. So there is a work of correction and alignment that he's doing inside of us, which we must trust him to do. Or else you will be trying to get, I mean, the discipleship class of yesterday, we were talking about uh, um, moralists, right? For those students who were there. We're talking about moralists and how people who are morally okay are different from believers who are not morally okay, but then praying that the Holy Spirit will work in them to become all that he has called them to be. So we're giving an analogy and saying that the Spirit of God inside of them and the Word of God that they are hearing is what is working a renewed mind in them. But the moralists doesn't have the spirit of God if he's not a believer. Of course, you can't call a believer a moralist. You are not a moralist. You are a child of God. Whose character, that is the seed of God, is inside of you and it's being worked out into beautiful fruits or trees by the Holy Spirit. So, God breathed profitable for correction. That is, he's working inside of us and we cannot do it by our own strength. We have to depend on the help of the Holy Spirit. So trusting in God to get that done, Word of God has its work to do inside of us. Remember Romans 12 verse 2. That do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed, or but be transformed rather, by the renewal of your mind. That is where the work is. Praise the Lord. So as a subset of the word of God being a basis for trust, you have his word talks about his faithfulness and goodness. His word talks about his faithfulness and goodness. Let's open to... Okay, let me just give you the scriptures. Psalm 84, 11 to 12. Psalm 57, verse 10. And then Psalm 100, verse 5. Psalm 84... 11 to 12, Psalm 57, verse 10, and Psalm 100, verse 5. Media, please help me with 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. 2 Corinthians 1, 20 to 22. For that one, the point is, his promise is yea and amen. But we'll read from verse 20. Alright, for all the promises of God in him are what? Yes. And what? Amen. 
to the glory of God through us. Verse 21. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us is God. Now, he... No, go back, go back. Let me read that again. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is what? Or who? God. Go on. 22. Who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. He has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as what? As who? A guarantee. Let me read it from the uh, TPT translation. All right. Okay, let me read from Amplified Classic. No, leave it, leave it at TPT, uh, media. I'll read from Amphrax Classic and I'll read TPT. For as many as are the promises of God. In other words, as many of the promises of God that you are acquainted with. Amen? Media, please go back to TPT. Stay at TPT. Alright? For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes. That is answer. In Him, that's Christ. For this reason, we also utter, that is, we say, Amen. So when you say Amen to a prayer, it is not for fun. You are saying, yes, it is so. And angels, like they will tell us, I mean, they have been hearing that from when I was, in quotes, rather, in Yoruba language. They used to describe children as, you know, now, angels, better say amen. Angels are passing, you know, so that they can, or they are around, or rather, so that they can begin to act on your prayer. Praise the Lord. So be it to God through Him in His person and, in, and by His agency. Now, when I read this, I was like, okay, why is this translation bringing the word agency into it? In other words, what he's trying to say, by the instrumentation of the resources of heaven and earth. Praise the Lord. He is working all things out for good. Praise the Lord. He's doing what? Working all things out for good to them that love God and accord according to his purpose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But it is God who confirms and makes us steadfast and establishes us in joint fellowship with you in Christ and has consecrated, or, and consecrated and anointed us and doing us with the gift of the Holy Spirit he has also appropriated and acknowledged us as is by putting his seal by putting his what? seal upon us and giving us his Holy Spirit in our hearts as the security deposit praise the Lord as a what? Security deposit and guarantee of the fulfillment of his promises. Hallelujah. So, having the Holy Spirit just by you say, oh, okay, I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit and you don't know why he's there. <laughs> you are missing out great time or a big deal. Because the Holy Spirit in us, as we have read here, is more like I have put my signal. You know when a king, a king has a scepter or a scepter rather, and then a signet ring. 
and he removes his signet ring and his scepter. Or the signet ring. Let's use the signet ring alone. And says, take. That signet ring, anywhere that person shows that ring, that is law. That is authority of the king. So you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. No principality, no power in the heavens, on the earth, or under the earth. By you having and carrying and living with, working with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to express himself through you can challenge the authority of the Holy Spirit in your life. Praise the Lord. Are we getting this? There is the authority that the seal of the Father, His Spirit, becomes becoming a security, security deposit and a guarantee of the fulfillment of the promises of the Father in our lives means that when you say, Lord, I trust you, it is because you know that the Holy Spirit inside of you can and will remain as a seal of the Father. Such that when the Father looks at you, said, ah, I have a covenant with this one and I must fulfill it. Praise the Lord. I have what? A covenant with this one and I must fulfill it. So that, as with many other things, uh, or is the purpose why the Holy Spirit is inside of you. To seal the covenant that you have with him so that what he has said concerning you and we all have things that the Lord has said concerning us as a house, as individuals, as families, will be fulfilled because His Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, His promises are yes and amen. His promises are what? Yes and amen. There's a song I was taught many years ago, I think, a teenager, there about, yeah. Goes this way. My God knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is to follow. My God knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is to follow. So what he wants us to do is do what? Just follow. We don't have any much work to do. Just follow. When you say, ah, I can't drive. And you say, give me the wheels of my life. I will drive. What you are telling him is, Lord, I can't trust you anymore. Like say, where you they go and where me are they go. Now two different places. We need to decide. We need to make choice. Now, going this way, I know, my mind know, follow that side. Maria, I won't go. And then you collect the wheels of your life from him and say, Lord, just sit. If I need your counsel, I will, I will come and meet you. And you are driving. Of course, the Holy Spirit doesn't work that way. But when you say you trust him, and you say, Lord, in everything, in all things, Take the wheel. Drive this vehicle. Because I am rest assured 
and you will get me to a safe place. So all the bickering, all the quarry, all the ruler value that we give ourselves, it is totally unnecessary. I'll never forget what my mom used to do when we were still younger. Um, I mean, when we are fighting in the house, I think six boys. I mean, you can know, you can imagine how that house will look like. You have six hefty men. Don't look at my size now. Then we are having some flesh. We have tried fasting, so don't mind me. Fasting is good. So hefty men, all of them agree. She will just come in. Holy Spirit, take control. Holy Spirit, take control. Holy Spirit, take control. And she'll be working within us. I mean, it took me a while to understand. But then she will continue. Holy Spirit, take control. Holy Spirit, take control. Holy Spirit, take control. And before you know it, everybody on the water. I mean, a tranquil, if you understand that word, just enters into the room. Because the Holy Spirit is also a spirit of peace. So, peace just appears. Bam! And everybody just settles down. Switch on TV. Praise the Lord. Why? Because someone who understands the role or the authority or the power that the Holy Spirit carries came in and enforced that authority. So we don't and cannot have the Holy Spirit walk with us or move in our lives if we don't trust Him. And then in trusting Him, we are moving around enforcing His authority. Enforcing what? His authority. Heard the story of a young man who goes to work, there is always trouble. But when somebody that he knows prays for him that day, he aligns. Because the person puts his name in prayer and asks the authority of the Holy Spirit to walk on him. He aligns. He behaves well that day. But in case she forgets or he forgets or the person forgets and then uh, that guy will just misbehave. The authority of the Holy Spirit changes situations, changes lives, transforms stories, and brings to pass the will of the Father. But we cannot have the benefit of the profit of this until we recognize His place, trust Him with our lives and our situations, and then walk with Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, as believers, we cannot live our lives and say, We, Sarah, Sarah, whatever we be, we be. The future is not ours to see, Abby. We, Sarah, Sarah. You know, living your life like that, when Apostle Paul was calling his Galatians, Oh, foolish Galatians. Who bewitched you? Who put winch on you? 
That is how many believers are living their lives, unfortunately. Nobody put winch on them. They just chose to live their lives like that. When you have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the ruler and the champion of your soul, the captain of the host of heaven's armies, the Lord of glory, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the one who says a thing and it comes to pass, the one who said, let there be light and it happened, and the things that we see are created from things that we are seen, but rather from things that we are unseen. As your father, I don't know if I have a son or a daughter that is behaving like he's not my son or my daughter. And in fact, I'll first beat him. I'll cane him. Where? Don't you know the son of whom you are? So that he can what? Align. He can shape him up. He can do what? Shape him up on the double, like the military will say. On the double, two four. Some of us, we are looking for. Let me not say God doesn't have trouble, but we are looking for. We are looking for God's trouble, but God doesn't have trouble. Because by the time He faces your case, <laughs> praise the Lord. But of course, He's a God of peace. It won't force us to do what we don't want to do. We have a choice. We have a choice. But for his purpose to be done, he can get some things moving. He will get us to our wit's end where we will realize our need for help from him. When you don't suffer yourself where well, well, that is, you've got sin to wear Yourself, like the, like, what's his name now? Okay, it's not his name. Like, they didn't give us his name. The prodigal son. And you get, even food where pig they chop, they don't give you chop. Say, ah! The Bible said, he came to his senses. May we come to our senses. We are not saying amen. I need to cast out the spirit of pride in some of us. Because all of us need the sense of the Almighty. Our own sense doesn't work. Koshisha is not working. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Like I said, the Holy Spirit has asked me to stop at this point. So I will close now. Let's rise up on our feet. We'll take this song. You hold my every moment. You calm the raging seas. You walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. I trust in you. I trust in you. I believe you're my healer. I believe.
have a God. We will not be running like people who do not have a father who looks and takes care of the sparrows, who covers the, the lilies on the field with beauty. And we don't realize that we can ask and receive from him. We will not be like people who will be running from pillar to post looking for help when you, oh God, are our help. We remain discipline to set our face like a flint looking unto you the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before you you despised the throne you despised everything that makes you God and came like a human being you went through the rigors the pain, the sufferings you died an humiliating death on the cross for us and said, on that day, it is finished. And by that, given us access, so we come boldly to the throne of grace this morning, or this afternoon. And we ask for help. In every area we need help. In every area. Most especially, the understanding that we are saved for your own purpose. And that every other thing, you will take care of them. Help us not to put the cart before the horse. Help us to focus on what is most important for eternity. Help us to remain sensitive to your voice. That as you speak to us, we hear you. And as we hear you, we have the resolve to do. Just as you have said. We put our total trust in you. Unflinching trust. A trust that when tested will not shake. Unmovable. Father, we receive help from you. We will not walk in our own strength. We will not walk in our own wisdom or efforts. Holy Spirit, take the reins of our lives, the will, and lead us as we follow. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your name, Jesus. In Jesus' glorious name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen.
This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.